Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, body nerd. As much as I love creating new episodes of the show, I'm taking a short break this summer for an epic road trip with my dad up the West Coast of the United States and spending some precious time with my family. But don't worry, I wouldn't leave you hanging without your regular dose of nerdiness. During my hiatus, I've handpicked some of the best and most popular episodes from the archives, and the info in here is gold, and honestly, they deserve a special encore. So grab your headphones, buckle up, join me on this summer rewind as we revisit the gems that make the Body Nerd Show what it is. I promise you'll be entertained, enlightened, and ready to nerd out when I return in September with brand new episodes. So until then, make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok. I'll be posting my road trip adventures there. I'm sending you loads of love and gratitude and enjoy today's episode. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 153 of the Body Nerd Show. On today's show, I'm talking about back pain and specifically why your lower back pain might actually be related to your pelvic floor, the anatomy of the pelvic floor, and why working on the muscles of your hips and pelvis can actually help your low back feel better. So in last week's episode, we talked about the relationship between your psoas, which is a hip flexor, and low back pain. And low back pain sucks. Like, I don't even need to convince you. You don't have to convince me on that. Like, we agree. But I want you to have all the resources so that you're able to approach your back pain from multiple angles. Because like I say all the time, there's no one move, no one exercise, no one stretch that is the quick fix. But when you have an understanding of what's going on from multiple angles, multiple approaches, you can then decide what the next best step is for you. And so this week, we're going to talk about the pelvic floor and why you definitely need to be considering this base of your core, really is what it is, if your lower back hurts. And everyone has a pelvic floor, okay? Some of us might have openings in our pelvic floor and others do not, but every human has a pelvic floor. And I know that pelvic floor is typically only talked about in relationship to females after childbirth, but everyone has a pelvis and that pelvis has a hammock and a floor of muscles, aka a pelvic floor. And when it comes to back pain, this area often is involved, but more frequently ignored, which is why we're talking about it today. And if you're still like, I don't know, Alex, this sounds kind of far-fetched. The tissues that support and stabilize your lower back are connected to your pelvis because everything in your body is literally connected by way of connective tissue, aka fascia. And we can't talk about one thing without talking about the other. We can't talk about your low back and not be talking about your hips or not be talking about your pelvic floor because truthfully it is all connected. So let's talk about pelvic floor anatomy. So the bony landmarks I want you to be thinking about are your tailbone, right? Which is at the base of your sacrum, which is at the base of your spine. You have your two sitting bones. These are also called ischial tuberosities. This is where your hamstrings attach, but also your pelvic floor attaches here. Um, and then the pubic bone in the front and where these the two halves of your pelvis meet, that joint is called the pubic symphysis. So you have your tailbone in the back 
back, your pubic bone in the front, and then the sitting bones, those ischial tuberosities on either side. And I hope you can envision how those four points make basically a diamond shape at the base of your pelvis. And the muscles of the pelvic floor are connecting between those four points. Um, So you have some that run from tailbone to pubic bone, pubic bone to ischial tuberosity, across, all over to help provide you that base of support, literally at the base of your torso. And pelvic floor dysfunction and low back pain, which in the research is called lumbopelvic pain, they're commonly seen together. So When it comes to back pain, we often just look where it hurts, right? We're doing low back stretches or we're heating the low back or doing things that will help but just are approaching the lower back. But if you have been doing that and it hasn't been helping, it's really time to zoom out and look elsewhere, right? If the approach you've been using isn't working, don't keep trying it harder and see if that helps. Let's try something else. So how is your lower back connected to your pelvic floor? Like I said, everything is connected and there is no break or clear division of the muscles in your body, regardless of what anatomy books want us to see. So if you were to, uh, just like, oh, this is going to take a weird turn. I'm saying be cut open. Um, Everything is connected. It's all kind of mushed together and there are like compartments and you can see some delineations, but everything is connected where one muscle ends, the next begins, and they share that connective tissue, that fascia throughout. So not only is your pelvic floor as the base of your pelvis playing a role in core stability, because it's a part of your core, if we think about core as any breathing muscle or any muscle that is responsible for stabilizing your torso, and honestly, just like holding your guts in. But it also shares fascia with the low back stabilizers like the QL and the psoas that we talked about last week. And it's definitely connected to the core muscles because, again, everything, all of those fascias and connective tissues and muscles are connected. And there's no, like, clear border where your lower back ends and your glutes begin or where your psoas ends um, and the pelvis begins. They're all kind of blending into one another, which then allows you to move in a way that feels very natural and fluid and just looks normal. I wonder, too, I just had this thought. I'm thinking of, like, animatronics at Disneyland. And one of the reason why robots and animatronics like those characters in the ride don't look human-like or don't move in a way that feels supernatural is because they are moving from that one vector point as the robots allow them to. Um, And our ability to create fluid movement through our connective tissue is one of the things that makes us human. Now, again, you're like, wait, what does this have to do with back pain? I just want you to like picture, right? Everything is connected. That's the take home that I want you to have here. Because everything is connected, if one muscle group is dysfunctional, which means it is overused or underused or honestly just confused about what its job is and what role it's supposed to play, that can create pain elsewhere. And lower back pain and pelvic floor dysfunction are related. And there was a 2017 research study out of Canada that actually looked at the association between low back pain and pelvic floor dysfunction and found that over 95% of the women in their study had some some type of pelvic floor dysfunction. So again, we can't say that one exists without the other, but they are definitely related. And here's the good news. Strengthening your hips can help with both your lower back and your pelvic floor. 
because again, it's all connected, the pelvic floor and its shared connections to the muscles of your hips. So we're talking things like deep hip rotators, like your piriformis, like your obturator internus, which is, I know, kind of an obscure muscle. But for those of you who have issues with your lower back, you may have heard about your obturator internus. Both of these muscles help to turn out or what's called externally rotate at the hip. And for people experiencing pelvic floor dysfunction, strengthening the muscles around your pelvic floor, such as the obturator internus, can help with rehab as well. And I'll link to a journal article in the show description that shows this connection as well. So we have a connection between lower back and pelvic floor dysfunction, and we have a connection between pelvic floor dysfunction and improvement with strengthening the muscles surrounding specifically those hip rotators. So hopefully you can see the line being drawn here. If I have stronger, more mobile hips and I'm able to stabilize my core, I can also then resolve and work on any pelvic floor dysfunction that may be going on. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. So what should you do if you suspect that your low back pain is coming from your pelvic floor? And also this is completely relevant if you just want to maintain a healthy pelvic floor overall. And honestly, the first thing to do is to learn how to breathe well. So we've talked before about your respiratory diaphragm. That's your primary breathing muscle. And it is a dome-shaped muscle that lines the bottom six ribs in your rib cage and goes all the way around. So it is like a dome. And the pelvic floor honestly mirrors that. It too, remember we talked about those four points of the pubic bone, the tailbone, and the two ischial tuberosities, those two sitting bones. That too is a hammock, a dome shape. And so when we're breathing in a perfect setup where your posture is on point, as your diaphragm contracts, that puts a little bit of stretch on your pelvic floor. And then it's the springiness or elasticity of the tissues in your pelvic floor that help the diaphragm to reset back to its starting point. This can only happen when your posture is on point, which leads me into my next point. But let's still talk about how to breathe well. 
A great way to learn how to tap into your pelvic floor when you're breathing is actually sitting on a very soft and squishy ball. I'm talking like an air-filled ball, like the gorgeous ball that I have available on my site, um, or even like a playground ball will do. Because the softness of the ball gives you just a small amount of pressure so that you can get that feedback of if you're actually breathing all the way down into the base of your pelvis. We don't have great proprioception here or great body awareness, so using an external tool can help you to better sense it. And the whatever tool you use, a soft, squishy tool, the nice thing about the gorgeous ball is it really fits within that triangle of pubic bone, tailbone, and the two ischial tuberosities. So you don't have extra noise, so to speak, as if you were sitting on a soft pillow or cushion. So you want something that's small enough to kind of fill the space of the pelvic floor, but also soft enough to give you that feedback as you're breathing. Now, I mentioned that posture is super important to learning to breathe well. So, of course, you know I'm going to say that maintaining good positions, specifically within your pelvis, are also very important to addressing low back pain, pelvic floor dysfunction together. So that might mean making sure that you have whatever tools you need to be in your best posture, whether you're sitting or standing. So maybe that's sitting on a cushion, whether you're sitting on the floor or sitting in a chair, having a backrest to help put you into a better position. And also, as I mentioned that, I want you to think of these backrests, these cushions as helping you to then achieve the better position. But ultimately, it's up to your body's own inherent strength to hold you there. So there's a video that's going to be linked in the show notes on how to find neutral pelvis and spine. And this is one of the best exercises that is going to help you figure out what your best posture is and then help you build up the strength to support it so that as you're sitting, you have the endurance and strength to hold yourself there. Another tool that you might use when sitting as a vertically challenged person, I'm only 5'1", a lot of chairs don't fit my body. And so having something underneath your feet to help you feel grounded and more stable, use it. If that helps you to maintain better posture, I am all about using whatever tools you need to get there. And then continuing to work on your strength with an exercise like the neutral pelvis video. Again, that's linked in the show notes. And then the third thing you want to do is work on your hip and hamstring mobility and strength. So I'm also going to link to my favorite glute and hamstring warm up in the show notes. And so this is great if you want a short practice that you can do that help to strengthen your hips. You know, things like deadlifts are going to be great. And obviously with all of these things, you want to be moving in your best posture in your best position. So if you're feeling kind of like, oh, I don't know where to start, start with that neutral pelvis exercise and then go from there. And honestly, if you do feel like your back pain and your pelvic floor are connected and you want some extra help, this is exactly what we do in Movement Mavens. We have a number of workouts that are pelvic floor specific and low back reset workouts, as well as massage and just helping you to better figure out how to move better and feel better with the relationship between your pelvic floor and your lower back. Because where it hurts it's not always the source of the pain. And so a full body approach literally means a full body approach. So you want to make sure you're not leaving any stone unturned and coming at this from many different angles. So give those a try. And if you've been struggling with back pain and nothing seems to be helping, look elsewhere. The pelvic floor is definitely one that should not be skipped. And my hope is that with last week's episode on the psoas and the hip flexors and this week's episode on pelvic floor, you have multiple approaches for your lower back pain. 
because pain isn't something that you have to just deal with. And it can be as simple as spending a few minutes a day working on your positioning and strength. And instead of thinking like, "Hmm, that's not going to work for me, I want you to try it and I want you to keep me posted. Because honestly, these solutions are so easy, right? It's pretty simple. Just sit up straight and then work on breathing. Just start there and see if that makes a difference. And keep me posted how it goes. So definitely reach out. You can send me a DM on Instagram, send me a message, send any questions you have. You can tag me in your stories. I'm at Hala for Mala. Or you can call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501 and leave a voicemail. I'm not going to answer it. So if you have some like anxiety about me answering the phone, I will not answer the phone. I promise you, you can just leave your message. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, including everything mentioned in today's episode and those videos, free downloads and the Body Nerds group and all things podcast related live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And if you have someone in your life who struggles with back pain, please, please, please share this episode with them because I know without a doubt that you can move better and feel better. And oftentimes it's the simple things that make the biggest shift. So subscribe if you haven't, leave a review if you haven't, and please share. Thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate you. So here's asking better questions, moving more, getting pelvic floor smart, (laughs) and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.